Welcome, folks, to Don't Let Leadership Take a Backseat to Learning, an original education podcast written and performed by me, Jim Dexter. I'd like to take an opportunity to give some credit for the various portions of this podcast and the accompanying Google Slide Deck. I've used the Incredibox app on my MacBook to record the original opening theme. I've also used the Anchor app to create, mix, and publish this podcast. Slide transitions were animated using the VideoScribe app by Sparkle. I've also used the Parrot Teleprompter app to assist me with the recording as well. The Google Slide template came from SlideShare, and the podcast art was courtesy of Pixabay. Introduction. Staying true to my role as a regional technology coordinator, I've decided to incorporate some personal learning into my reflection paper for course one. Over the past several months, I've taken up an interest in the medium of podcasts. I've listened to episodes of Jennifer Gonzalez, Cult of Pedagogy, Vicki Davis's 10-Minute Teacher, and also Mike Washburn and Glenn Irvin's On Education podcast. Similar to how I engage with Twitter, I've also found one that is more of a personal interest, called Under the Influence by CBC's Terry O'Reilly, which examines the world of advertising and media. As I listened to episodes, I asked myself, could I do this? This summer at the annual IT camp, I attended a workshop conducted by Kate English, a young teacher who within the hour walked myself and the other participants skillfully through some podcasting basics, as she had recently done with her own English classes. I was intrigued, but still not yet inspired to create. Since having embarked on this journey involving the Instructional Leadership Academy in September, I felt like I need another outlet for my voice, so to speak, class singing demonstration aside. So break out your coffee, get a comfy seat, and let me tell you all about what I've learned so far. Instructional Leadership. I've called my podcast, Don't Let Leadership Take a Backseat to Learning, for a couple of reasons. The primary reason is that through this course already, we've seen the vital role effective school leaders play in learning. We've seen the recent historical evolution of various models of instructional leadership and been given bodies of evidence through research that is second, that it is second only to quality instruction in its impact on student learning. We know that high quality teaching is hard work and that teachers need hardworking leaders to support their work. We've seen that corralling all the daily work that good instructional leaders need to do is literally like herding cats. At the same time, we as students in ILA have marveled at the skill of our course leaders, Sue and Terry, 
to make mid-course corrections right from day one. Thinking about hurting cats was one thing, but the video, albeit on the second try, hit home best. By the way, the other reason I chose my title was that I literally recorded the audio in the back seat of my Mitsubishi SUV. It was the closest place I could find with the necessary peace and quiet. Best practices. In my view, the term best practices summed up our second day as ILA cohort number nine. With Terry jet-setting his way through beautiful Italy, we were graced by the lovely flu. That's the lovely Sue, flying solo, literally building the plane along with us in the air, as we flew headfirst into the meta-analysis of John Hattie. I came to class fresh on the heels of my first practicum visits, and although I've been in many classrooms since I left my own over 10 years ago, it struck me as an observer that week the wide breadth of skills that really good teachers utilize over the course of their day. Everyone has their strengths, certainly, but I'm sure no one who truly wants to be a master teacher goes to work each day without looking at some element they can improve on. As the day progressed and we looked more deeply at Hattie's work, I was reminded again just how low and ineffective so many technology-related strategies were when simply looked at as their isolated selves. It caused me to reflect on where I stood with the concept of technology integration and actually reaffirmed the recent decision our own region had made to rebrand technology coaches as instructional coaches. The quality of the teaching is what matters, I reminded myself once again, and here in front of me are lots of things teachers can work on. What our learners need. Looking back, I would say without a doubt that class number three was my favorite one thus far. With the dynamic duo safely back together, we were kept hopping and on our toes all day. The PowerPoint told us plainly that this was the good stuff. Having missed Shiraki Holly in the flesh when he visited SSRCE last year, while a certain division of our EECD scheduled a provincial meeting that same day, I had resigned myself to live vicariously through his many videos. Seeing once again the terms validate, affirm, build and bridge resonated through my mind all day as we took a deep dive into building strong and caring relationships. Knowing the types of strategies that were highly effective in a culturally responsive classroom was a perfect segue into looking at what expert teachers do in their work as warm demanders. Comparing Martin Brokenleg's circle of courage with the motivational framework for student engagement in terms of human needs showed us that it isn't a case of mind over matter. It's a case that every mind matters.
warm demanders, and a growth mindset. Wherein I've sometimes struggled with the new language and terminology in class, and certainly through our readings, today was a day I felt comfortable to share and even read aloud. Building on the premise of what a warm demander expects from learners, we looked more closely at two-eyed seeing, courtesy of Rebecca Thomas, and growth mindset and the associated attributes of grit and persistence with Carol Dweck. Having listened to George Coro speak in AVRCE last spring, I felt like the topics in this class spoke to my own mindset as of late. The decision itself to embark on this ILA journey this fall was partially inspired by my own desire to want to know more about the life of an administrator. I work with amazing instructional leaders every day, but now I find myself thinking in their shoes. What would I do in that particularly challenging situation with that teacher and those learners in their classroom? Throughout the day, I also found myself reflecting on my own classroom practices experiences, and wondered whether or not I also conveyed high expectations of all learners in my mathematics classroom. My love for mathematics has never really faded. Just ask my own children every time they bring a homework question to me. Would I be a different teacher now, after 10 years away? I certainly hope so. Finishing the class making the Six Trumps book capped an exceptional day of learning. The level of engagement was high and the room was buzzing as we all wondered out loud where we could use the same activity with a simple sheet of paper and a pair of safety scissors. Put your brain into it. Although I've had the privilege of working with several amazing colleagues in SSRCE, like social-emotional learning consultant Karen Simone, I don't think I fully appreciated neuroscience and education until I had the opportunity to attend the Learning in the Brain conference in Boston last November. First off, it was a great team-building opportunity at a time when our education team was fractured. And secondly, I was able to listen to several researchers whose presentation and work strengthened some of my own neural connections. It was also key that I was able to see just what Mike Rutherford had done a couple of years ago when he took a group of us through an activity based on the transference of new learning from our senses through working memory to long-term memory. When we got to the discussion of left brain and right brain, I have to admit, this is still a topic that intrigues me, especially on a more personal level, as I have a daughter who is both artistically gifted, yet seems to also have strong reasoning and mathematical aptitude. Even at my age of 52, I guess I'm never too old to learn more about how we learn. I also reflected back on some key learnings that I had helped to make lasting memories for my own students in mathematics, and likely some that I didn't. 
I even drifted back to my own days in high school, when my own field sobriety test was whether or not I could recall the quadratic formula for solving equations. Then again, us mathy folks tend to be of a different breed altogether, especially based on the whole brain teaching high school math video that we really never got to watch in class. Of course, all that pales in comparison to the knowledge I now possess of fruit bats. In conclusion, so much learning in such a short time thus far with ILA cohort number nine. I certainly envy my classmates who have had more direct opportunities to put some of that theory into practice in their schools and classrooms. It's been valuable, however, to listen as they share their experiences, whether it's in my like group or my phone group. The real value in this reflection has been the process of looking back through the slide decks from each class and recalling what was particularly impactful for me. Sometimes I ponder something further, but most of the time I just chuckle and smile and thank you all for the wisdom. To finish this episode off, I'd like to go totally unscripted. It's pretty bizarre that I'm sitting in the back of an SUV recording a podcast. Even more bizarre still, perhaps, that I'm going to submit this podcast rather than write a reflection paper to demonstrate my learning in a course. Was it all that I hoped it would be? Well... I certainly gathered a lot of information about podcasts along the way, and I have to admit, this Anchor app is pretty easy to use. But without the help of the teleprompter and the slide deck to go along with it, I don't think I could have done it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it, and um, until uh, episode number two, maybe that'll be course two reflection, We'll see you later. Bye.